The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the voice. Voices of Search podcast. Today we're going to discuss PR and journalism strategies. Joining us is Melanie Diesel, who is the co-founder and vice president of marketing at The Convoy, which is a B2B marketplace that helps small businesses save money on everyday expenses. She's also the former chief content marketing officer at Story Fuel and the author of the Content Fuel Framework book. Yesterday, Melanie and I talked about how you can increase your chances of getting PR coverage. And today we're going to continue the conversation talking about some journalism best practices for SEOs. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right. Here's the last part of my conversation with Melanie Diesel, the co-founder and VP of marketing at The Convoy. Melanie, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. It's good to be back. Excited to continue our conversation. Yesterday, we talked about PR, getting yourself out there. Should you hire someone to help do content syndication and work with journalists? Should you do the outreach yourselves? What does it cost? What's the ROI? And at the end of the day, like everything in SEO, it depends, it depends, it depends. Today, I want to continue the conversation because you said something that I thought really resonated with me, which is to do a good job syndicating your content, to do a good job with public relations, you need to put yourself in the shoes and in the eyes of the journalist. So I want to talk a little bit more about what that is and, and how you can think like a journalist. So talk to me about what are some of the journalism best practices that SEOs need to know about. You said think like a journalist. That was is a phrase I use very often. It's, it's a tough mindset to adopt if you're not super familiar. But you got to get the little white notepad and a pen and you got to have that <laughs> hat that kind of points down with a feather coming out of it. And anyway, go on. You got to be very skeptical. Some might say cynical, but go, yeah. 
<laughs> embodying that character, you know, the understanding the motivations for a lot of journalists would be helpful in understanding how to position it. So now I know there's a lot of feelings about journalists setting all of that aside, understand that most journalists get into the business, not for fame and not for money, because we don't get much of either. And if we get fame, it's usually for a bad reason. That's why you're the VP of marketing now, because God yeah. knows those are the high paid profit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Much, much better. Positions. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's uh, understanding that for most of them, it's, I want to teach my audience something. I want to help my audience stay informed. I want to, make things easier for my audience to understand. Like they're really acting in service of their audience. And that's why yesterday we talked about why it's so important to understand when you're pitching a journalist, like why is this topic valuable to their audience? When understanding these are the things they typically talk about. These are the topics they usually cover. Here's why this story that I'm pitching you is in line with those same topics. And here's what I think your audience would get from this story. So really making it easy for them to say yes. Okay, so understanding what they want to write about, and honestly, that requires research, right? You have to go back and see what are some of the other topics that they've written about and try to get to know who the person is that's writing and what they're interested in covering. Often what I've found when doing PR, and this is coming from an early stage startup founder's mindset is, hey, journalists, I'm creating this new product and it's going to be great and we want people to buy it, so we want you to write about it. And the journalist says, I don't care because you're not actually telling them what the story is. So how do you think about actually crafting a story as opposed to just getting in front of the journalism and say what you want them to write about because it's self-serving? Right. Well, I think a lot of it comes back to what you're we just saying. If you're understanding what they're talking about, saying you often write about new innovations that could help your audience's businesses. Here's why we think this product is actually going to help grow their business as well. Or you often write about foods that increase your heart health. And here's why our new supplement is a great addition to heart health and why it's serving a need that's not served elsewhere. So I think understanding their focus makes it easier for you to, to help find out what the story will be to them. But there are a few key things you can look for. So journalists were trained to look for recency. So is something newsworthy because it's new, it's it's brand new. There's This is the breaking news element, right? Like I don't want to talk about something that was trending six weeks ago if it's no longer a topic of conversation. So if you can find a newsworthy, like a current angle that you can include in that story, that'll help increase your chances. The other thing is uniqueness. And this is probably the hardest one from a PR perspective, because to your point earlier, it's usually like, we're launching a new product or we're launching a new feature. And I mean, if we can't articulate how it's differentiated, like how are we going to be able to, to get the journalists to do it? So really emphasizing what's unique about what you're doing is going to be an incredible way to stand out. You know, to say that we're the first to do this, we're the only ones doing it in this way. We use the greenest materials, you know, like whatever that unique element, like that superlative, that EST, like greenest, longest, whatever it is, like emphasize that. That shows to the journalist that like, oh, this is something that's different from the rest. This isn't just every other pitch that I'm getting. Figuring out how to position yourself to have differentiation is important. I think that there's also the notion of having something to say that isn't just truly self-serving or a, a sales pitch for your company. Doing original research, right, reporting your findings, talking about your data, providing support to the journalists is something that could help them. Talk to me about some ways other than, hey, we want you to just write about our company that you can actually build relationships with journalists. 
For sure. Well, it always helps if you can establish those connections before you need to ask for something because everyone's always suspicious of the like, hey, how are you? Please do this thing for me. Like now I'm suspicious that you don't actually want to be my friend, you know? So we don't want to do that. Reaching out with a compliment, with a tip, which with praise, genuine praise, not, not, you know, trying to suck up, but like, Hey, this was really interesting. And it helped our team. Hey Ben, I love your work at Ben J. Shap LLC. You breathe air and I breathe air. So I reached out to you on LinkedIn. Would you like to be my friend? Yeah, no, not that. Right. More like, Hey, I was reading this article, you know, that you wrote uh, earlier this week. Super interesting. I hadn't heard about such and such topics. Seems like it's going to make a big difference. You know, you don't even have to... I'm going to press back because open with that line in podcast pitches all of the time. Really? Hey, I loved your episode on whatever today's episode is. And by the way... But did they give you something specific? I loved your episode and specifically this line of copy. And by the way, I think that this person would be a great fit to be a guest on your podcast. I'm like, I don't think you actually listen to the podcast. Maybe I'm a cynical journalist. That's why we're talking about reaching out before you ask for something. So like if you can, if someone reached out to you and just said straight up like, hey, that episode from last Wednesday was awesome. I couldn't, it was really, this particular stat was super cool and didn't ask you for anything. You'd be like, oh, that was nice of them to like not only think such nice things, but to take a moment to share that with me. Now, if they did that a few times over the course of a quarter and then they happen to reach out and say, look, I've been listening. I I think this person might be a good fit. You'd probably be more likely to trust them because... They played a long game. They didn't just pop into your inbox with a compliment and then a request, right? It's like they actually took the time to to listen and to build that over time. Again, not a guarantee, but the same way we're trying to build familiarity and awareness with our audience, we kind of want to do the same thing with the folks who may be willing to talk about us. Favorite their their posts on social, like be aware, reply every now and then, send them an email with a compliment. Just in general, like try to build a relationship like you would with a normal human, a normal online friend. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Be an actual real person. Spend time <laughs> building a relationship. Reach out, say something nice. I tell this to my five-year-old son. The nicer you are to people, the nicer they will be to you. Now, at some point here, there is the notion that we want to get something out of the relationship we're trying to cultivate. What's the appropriate way to 
build in the hook to try to get someone to write about you? When should you do it? And what do you say to be like, hey, do me a solid. Can you write about me in this fashion? Yeah, there's this quote, and I don't remember exactly where it came from. That was like, I don't know how to tell you, you should care about other people. Sort of in that same vibe, right? I think if you are approaching it with that real mindset of like, I actually want to build relationships with these people because they know my industry, because I'm learning from them, because it's important. And when you bring them something, you're bringing them a story because you genuinely think their audience would care about it. Then it doesn't feel icky. It doesn't feel like you're profiting off of the relationship. It really feels like you're contributing. You're giving them something of value. And hopefully they see it as valuable as well. But I think most of the time, if you're not sure how to bring it up, it's because the relationship hasn't been built to a point where that's natural yet. Which I don't know if that's a great answer, right? This is a a long game that we're talking about building these relationships. But if you are just looking for a curveball, I mean, you can always just go with the, hey, just throwing this out there would be great to see something about this coverage. But in general, it just like you said, sending an email, hey, I loved your, I love this episode. Please invite me on your show. The one-two punch is is pretty transparent. And so I think, again, if they said, hey, you, if they came to you instead and said, I noticed you haven't talked about this topic. I looked back the last year, you haven't talked about this topic. And I happen to know this person is doing something really interesting in that space and would probably be interesting for your show. It may very well be self-serving. Maybe they're helping their friend out. But if that's truly a topic you haven't talked about and that person truly is an expert, then like this is value all around. Yeah, I mean, I think that there is value in offering yourself up as a, in my case, podcast guest. That's how we got connected. You have a PR firm. They reached out and said, here's somebody that would be a great potential speaker. And I said, I am looking for great potential speakers. One thing that I think is underrated is asking for someone about their process for finding how they write. Hey, I'm a big fan of your work. I read these articles. I think that you do a great job covering this industry. I am also representing these people who are in the industry. So I'd love to learn about your process for picking how you write about topics, who you decide to write about what you cover, because we'd love to build a relationship with you. That is a little bit more of a palatable message, in my opinion, than, hey, nice last post. I loved the first line, which said this line of copy. Can this person be your next topic? And, you know, in our case, we know we're actively looking for people to be guests on our podcast. I know journalists are always looking to source what they want to write about. Um, for us, we build a form and we we send everybody through the same form. And it's like, hey, you want to be a guest on the show? Great, fill out the form. But you don't have to badger me with 57 emails. But understanding what someone's process is, I think, is always a nice way to reach out as opposed to a canned email. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's it, it has to feel natural. And it's it comes back to the same thing, right? Like if you're building that relationship, you're asking questions, you're actually interested in their answers. You know, it's 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 all the same thing. It just... So many times in marketing, I feel like the answer comes back to like, you should talk to people. And we're like, but there's got to be another way around that, right? We could, there's got to be a skip talking to people way to do this, right? So Melly, you know, there's always this hurdle of, well, I want to build the relationship. I want to find the appropriate way to reach out to someone. Is there a way to cut through the noise? Is there a way to not just be the random person that's lobbing non-heartfelt comments around and hopefully figuring out what the application processes and getting past the gatekeeper to getting a journalist to write about you? 
Well, I think if you can get an introduction, if there's if there's a warm connection, that always helps too. So like in our case, Rand Fishkin was kind enough to, to introduce us and say that, you know, I might make a good guess. I think he had come on recently and you probably asked him for some, some folks he might recommend. And you can bet that a lot of the other sources or folks that are getting written about probably get the same thing. Hey, do you know of anyone else in the space who's doing anything cool? Is there anybody else I should talk to about this topic? You know, and other experts I could quote. There's a lot of that going around. So the, the warm intro always helps. I think leveraging the existing relationships you have, you mentioned, you know, we had Rand on as a guest. And basically anybody that Rand says, hey, here's somebody that is credible, has instant credibility with us because he's Rand F and Fishkin, right? And mostly for an SEO podcast, like he's the godfather of the industry on some level. It's always great to meet other people that are recommended. That's how we were connected. I think the point that I'm trying to make here is having an introduction is only as good as the credibility of the person that's doing the introducing. If you were introduced by somebody who we rejected as a speaker, as a potential guest, it would be less exciting and have less credibility than, oh, by the way, here's Mr. Whiteboard Fridays himself. I guess the last thing to think about is, is there a way to leverage the existing press and notoriety that you've had? You know, press begets press is what I've heard from people who work in PR. How does that whole cycle work? Well, you mentioned that, you know, the credibility of the person who introduced you. I mean, so much of this is a credibility game. And so any kind of social proof you can offer, not only that you've been covered in the past by either competitive publications or other similar publications, but also, you know, have you won any awards? Did you make one of those lists of like the top 20 whatevers to follow or read or whatever? Those kind of things are all like external credibility markers that say, hey, I'm not just some random person coming into your inbox. I know my stuff. I've done this before. I've, I've won these awards. We've achieved these great things. You want to be careful not to cross the line and to just sound like you're completely full of yourself, but uh, a little bit of credibility to say, hey, we've we talked with such and such reporter at such and such publication before and had a really great experience. I think that's a great point. I was actually trying to lead you into once you get some press, you can use that to say, hey, we were covered by this entity and we think that this story would be relevant for your audience. Here's a way that you can take a different take or we'd love to share and and communicate with you. And we're talking about basically the same thing is, look, we've got credibility. And even if you don't have a warm introduction that has credibility, some of the work that you've been doing on the background and some of the notoriety that you've gained can help cut through the noise as well. Melanie, I appreciate you walking us through any last tips for what SEOs need to know about making sure that they put themselves in the shoes of journalists. I don't know if this is the best advice, but just know that like journalists are extremely busy. I know we're all super busy, but just like we're sending them pitches, there's probably a hundred other people sending them a pitch that day. So number one, don't be afraid to follow up, but recognize the limit. I have many times had someone follow up on a post and or on an email, and I really didn't catch it the first time. So don't be afraid to follow up once or twice, but read the room and don't be a pest. <laughs> yeah. My rule of thumb is no more than four emails with any sequence or follow up. Hey, I'm introducing myself. Hey, I'm checking in. Hey, here's the credibility builder in case you didn't think I was serious. And hey, this is the last time I'm going to reach out to you. If you do want to follow up, let's have a relationship. If not, no hard feelings, but let me know either way. That's always my rule of thumb. Some people say every email sequence should be seven or eight emails. We cap ours at four. That's just my thought. 
Melanie, I appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your expertise about PR, journalism, and all things content marketing. Thanks for letting me share my story. All right. That wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks to Melanie Diesel, the co-founder and VP of Marketing at The Convoy for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Melanie, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is mdiesel, that's M-D-E-Z-I-E-L, or you can visit her company's website, which is theconvoy.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, We're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.